So we stand in front of Dollar Tree and basically do Such as this, this thing here. All right, I'm excited to have a guest. All right, today live talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Thursday night edition of the People's Talk Show. Looking forward to uh, connecting and uh, finding out what's going on. Lots of things worth touching on. And um, one subject matter that has flown under the radar for the most part uh, happens to be surrounding the current uh, regulatory framework. This uh, deal this is geared towards making sure Russia doesn't continue to uh, benefit from uh, their wealth and natural resources with this whole Russian price cap. And it looks like uh, tomorrow they will be coming together, as always, to try to punish Russia. But ultimately, uh, the response from the Russian authorities basically said that it only will hurt Europeans and Americans because they're going to cut us off from their energy, which once again, we've learned a lot from the sanctions that didn't work. So it's good to say that this upcoming oil price cap will definitely come back to bite the world in the butt. So it's all part of the plan, unfortunately. But anyway, uh, looking forward to uh, sharing my thoughts on that as well as a couple other subjects. And uh, we'll love to hear what's on your radar. What are you guys keeping an eye on? Definitely let me know in the chat. And then when the phone lines open up, we'll love to hear from you guys directly. Feel free to give me a call. And uh, let's just check in real quick. I'll do uh, any first time viewers or whatnot or Want to get a quick shout out? Let me know where you're watching from. I'll acknowledge your presence. Then do a little maintenance on my side. Definitely got to uh, help uh, promote and get uh, basically help people get plugged into some opportunities that uh, I've been extremely fortunate to have people want to support the channel with. So definitely we'll do that. And then we'll dive into some articles and go from there. So uh, give it a second before I begin, just so make sure every, all the everybody's able to get notified. And if you don't mind, hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel. Hopefully more people are notified and we can keep moving right along. And then I'll open up my phone so I can make sure when it's time to talk, we can connect. All righty. So let me just check in real quick. Uh, we got my role maker life from PA. How you doing? We have Barlight Broker. We got Jay. We got Gene. Uh, what else we got here? It says, Mike, we're watching the grocery store go bare. Really? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, the current food situation is no joke. And based upon this stuff I'm going to talk about tonight in reference to the energy, it plays right into it because you need oil and gas and fertilizer and all the other things that come from that, which Russia provides a good abundance of to actually uh, put food on shelves. And if that's not coming as normal, then we're going to have a lot of issues. But what we're experiencing now is just beginnings of what will be much worse, more than likely, you know, months heading into next summer, summer after that, things like that. So it's all intentional. Nothing is by accident. So that's why trying to just, you know, as warn as many people, wake up as many people as possible while there's still time and hopefully try to present people opportunities of being able to prepare and take advantage of opportunities. Because right now it's it's probably as cheap as it's going to be to get whatever you need. And then if it gets cheaper, more than likely you won't be able to find it. So it'll be a scarcity situation soon enough. So anyway, uh, let me jump in, acknowledge a couple more people. Uh, what else we got here? Jay says Vatican calling back uh, all his investments. Yep. September 3rd. We touched on that a couple of days ago. Got Dwayne Clark checking in as well. All right, man. Fair amount of people here, man. So before I move forward, I uh, definitely want to just 
putting together some things on my side here just to promote some sponsors. And so I'm just going to play a quick little snippet to give you more insights as to what's going on behind the scenes here, trying to make sure everybody's covered when it comes to protecting themselves, financially speaking, with the weight, as well as I'm excited to offer uh, for Patriots decided to sponsor the channel. So I'm excited to work with them and continue to get my calories up. So uh, hold on one second and I'm going to play this uh, ad because it makes it easier for me rather than just going through that same list I typically do and uh, going that route. So just going to try something a little different on my side here and uh, see where see how it works. So stay right there. Here's a great opportunity for you to get your weight up. Let's face it, our purchasing power and our currency has been destroyed in real time. That's why I'm excited to tell you about my partnership with Bullion Max. Bullion Max will ship gold and silver directly to your door for you to hold at your home or in your own safe. To help you get started, I worked out a special offer with them. Get Bullion Max Silver Starter Kit at employee pricing. Just go to bullionmax.com slash RTD. This kit includes five of the most desirable silver products to invest in, including the American Silver Eagle and the Silver Australian Kangaroo. This offer is limited to one per household while supplies last, so get yours today and take advantage of this opportunity to get your weight up. Now, you can't just stop at getting your weight up. You also got to get your calories up because definitely a food shortage is underway between droughts, flooding, and all the climate issues being thrown our way. America's food supply is near its breaking point. That's why survival food is more important than ever. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking about 25-year super survival food, hand-packed right in the family-owned facility in the USA. The kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. Go to fourpatriots.com forward slash RTD to get your three-month survival kit. You'll get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order, plus 10 free gifts and free shipping. To take advantage of this opportunity, go to fourpatriots.com forward slash RTD to build your own stockpile today. Because beyond the weight, you're going to need your calories as well. Links in the description. All right, so let's jump right in. So I wanted to streamline that make it a lot easier real appreciative of, of uh companies wanting to support the channel and uh definitely helps on my end so anyway let's jump right in and uh talk about the primary subject matter so you know definitely food is going to be a part of that so if you're interested definitely take advantage of the opportunity uh, i know i will myself but uh real quick want to just come thumb through three or four headlines and i'm open up the mic definitely love to hear what you guys are uh keeping on your radars but uh here's something that hasn't get, gotten talked about much because of all the other things going on but it says g7 to discuss proposed Russian oil price cap tomorrow. And so if there's anything we can learn based upon prior stupid decisions made by the G7 and all the other globalist puppets is that whatever they're doing, they're deliberately selling it to the public as being something beneficial that's going to hurt Russia because of what they're doing with Ukraine. But ultimately, it backfires. It always backfires, and that's intentional. And so basically what they're talking about now is trying to rouse up enough support from the G7 nations but ultimately, a lot of nations, a lot of the European nations, not in the G7, have already gone rogue in a sense uh, just because they need energy. And right now, Europe is the first domino that's falling due to this globalist agenda to isolate Russia, but ultimately hurting their consumers in the European country. And so uh, as a result of this, here is another little headline here. I can read more, but I'll spare you guys that. But uh, let me zoom in here so you guys can see it. And so this is very telling because Yellen in the U.S. is leading the way. And it says Yellen warns of failure to agree on Russian oil cap, oil price cap. And real sweet and simple. Um, basically, this is her saying that without a price cap, we face the threat of a global energy price spike if the majority of Russian energy production gets shut in. And so 
every time she speaks, it's deception. Like nothing that comes from these people's mouths at this point has anything to do with reality. And so even through reading through this, basically they're saying that by <laughs> cutting off Russian energy, it'll be somehow beneficial for the rest of the world. And they're trying to say that it'll help keep prices down. But ultimately, if it remove, if you remove a supply, there's going to be a supply issue. Therefore, price for everything else that's out there will have to go up. And so the fact that they're trying to spend this as being something helpful for the consumers and when it comes to energy, especially in Europe, is straight, straight, straight stupidity. But it says that the European Union has decided to ban nearly all oil from Russia by the end of this year. And we're witnessing right now the article that, you know, the articles talked about last night with oil, uh, gas bills and stuff coming in from the UK and Europe is all time high, has a lot to do. It could all be linked back to basically pissing off Russia and the domino effects that come from that. But yet they're literally talking about trying to cut it off officially by the end of this year. It's not happening. So the UK and other Group 7 uh, countries tentatively agreed in June to pursue a ceiling on the price of Russian oil. It says Britain intends to influence key nations to join this plan. And it goes on and on and on. It says limiting the price would reduce Kremlin's income from oil and a cap would encourage the country to continue producing. So if you make it unprofitable for them to continue to produce, they're going to continue to produce at the same level with no hindrances whatsoever. Doesn't make sense whatsoever. If I'm not getting paid enough, I'm not going to pump none, basically. And so as a response to this, this is where Russia comes in. And this is uh, very interesting because it says Russia issues an oil supply warning to the G7. So here is the Russian government basically clapping back at the globalists, telling them what will happen if they go through with this oil cap. So ultimately right now, as we're witnessing uh, this whole sanction stuff, it, it was not it was not meant to work. It was more so disguised as a way of responding to the event that the West started with Ukraine while all along every government, even the German uh, foreign minister. I put a video on Telegram earlier. She's basically pledged her support to Ukraine, regardless of what her uh, citizens in Germany are talking about. So as we're witnessing between the UK, Germany and all the other countries that are having severe issues with energy, they're hard pressed to continue to support Ukraine for some unknown reason, while also talking about ramping up. With this oil price cap, which is definitely, you know, the basically the warning is out there that if you do that, we will cut you off. And then what do you think is going to happen then? It's going to be a much, much, much colder winter, not only this year, but also falling into next year. But real quick here, uh, just to show you how severe this will be when this goes through, because it's it's an, it's inevitable because to them, it makes sense. But to the rest of the world who actually need energy, it doesn't. It says Russia will embargo countries that support Washington proposed price cap on uh, on its oil. And so the, the deputy prime minister said today, in my opinion, this is a complete absurdity to those companies or countries that will impose restrictions. We will not supply our oil and oil products because we are not going to work under non-market conditions. So also me saying that if you cut us off, we won't be shipping out. Therefore, you won't be receiving. It says establishing a price ceiling on Russian oil is conceived as a means of slashing Moscow's revenue from exporting the commodity while avoiding shutting the country's crude oil out of the market. So he's basically saying you want us to continue to provide energy for the world, but you're going to set the price still. And this has a lot to do with why Russia and all the other nations, they're running away from the Western uh, world order. ID, i.e. the petrodollar system, and they're wanting a free market discovery on their own energy. 
And then the last one here says, and this is the quote from the same minister here. It says, and European and American consumers will be the first to pay for it. While they are already paying high prices today because of the stabilizing measures of their governments are implementing, in particular, the sanction restrictions. So ultimately, he's saying that if they do this or more likely when they do this, the nations that participate in this plan will be cut off completely. So imagining, so imagine just some of those G7 nations and probably a couple EU nations jump on board, decide to write their signature on that price cap legislation is going to be put forth. They'll immediately be cut off. And of course, we here in America, we've been draining our strategic reserves to send them to China and to Europe. And we haven't been, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't been following energy market much, but we haven't been importing much oil because we dang sure don't produce enough. And over the last several months, they've cut down the leases and starting to cap a lot of old oil wells that haven't been utilized. So literally, we're operating on bare minimum over here. So if Russia decides to cut it off, then what will we do in the future? So this is more of how it's becoming obvious how the things that they're doing are intentional to destabilize things. Like it's no way around it because it doesn't make sense, but it once again plays into the whole going green, that zero carbon emission agenda. That's a part of the world economic forms, you know, plot against the humanity. So it's complete nonsense, but here we are. And so the reason I thought I would just shine light on this is because based upon the actions by the G seven nations tomorrow, if, and when that passes, expect even higher prices down the line of all forms of energy, everything coming from Russia, because the West is literally doing it on purpose. So anyway, there's just a little something there in reference to the whole energy sector. Keep it moving. And then here is an article that shines more light on how basically Russia and China already got the energy game locked down because they're making money hand over fist over there because everything is backfiring. And so it's not hurting Russia or China one bit because they got all the oil they need and the deals have already been signed with the currency swaps as well as the bilateral trade agreements and everything they've been working towards. And here's a very detailed article that shines more light on that. But it says Moscow and Beijing laughing all the way to the bank, how China makes easy money reselling Russian gas to Europe. And ultimately just talks about how all the sanctions put out there as boomerang against the West is not working. Only people who listen to mainstream media in the, Western hemisphere would actually think that Russia is struggling right now. They've they're making more money over there over the last uh, over the last what seven months or six months now because of all the Russian oil payments that are required, as well as the currency swap with friendly nations and the fact that China has been purchasing even more oil and then reselling it. And it says in this article here, they're even reselling it to Europe. <laughs> along the way and taking American energy and reselling it to Europe as well. So China as the middleman is getting paid left and right, but this is a very detailed article it gives a lot of stats, facts and numbers and dollar signs as to how much is being made and how much Russia has basically hit all time high and profits over the last couple of months. Wow. We're being told that they're hurting. Uh, yeah. Come on now. This is all a farce, man. Anyway, a couple more articles here. Uh, on the home front here, here's an interesting headline I thought was worth mentioning. More people are starting to realize the packages on shelves are, are no longer offering the same uh, quantity of contents within the bags and cans and, you know, meats and stuff like that. So and it says consumers sensitivity to shrinkflation is leading them to switch food and beverage brands. 
And so they've done they did a survey here and uh, some interesting results here. And it looks like Generation Xers, <laughs> as it says here, respondents level of concern about shrinkflation are extremely concerned. Millennials at 30 percent, Gen Z at 33 percent and then baby boomers at 32 percent. And of course, the households that are under a hundred thousand under fifty thousand, the ones who are more grocery list conscious are the ones that's noticing the cans you know may not be as big or might have more air than they used to have a long time ago. So some interesting stats from there. And then uh just more information that was happening in the renter market. Uh still hitting all time highs, and yet the economy is supposed to be doing just fine according to the way they want us to believe it. But it says US rents hit a record high. For the 17th month in a row, 17th month in a row. That's not good. That's not good. And then the last one here, uh, this is something I, it's the, the having smart technology, depending upon smart technology is, is, is not a very smart idea, especially when you don't control the front or the back end of the computer code. But um, you guys might have heard of this. Maybe you haven't. But it says thousands of Excel customers locked out of their thermostats during energy emergency. Twenty two thousand people lost control of their temperatures in their homes for hours, 24 hours ago. And so just give you a rough. It says temperatures climbing to the 90s on Tuesday, which is why Tony tried to crank up the air conditioning in his partners and his partner's home. It says, I mean, it was 90 out and it was right during the period, during the peak period. That's when we saw a message on the thermostat stating that the temperature was locked due to an energy emergency. (laughs) So ultimately having a smart meter on your house and a smart thermostat and everything to come with it. And this apparently is a part of some program in Denver where by signing up with this program, you get, you know, some savings and you probably get some cash back and all the things they use to hook people into these offers it came back to back you know, bite them in the butt when emergency hit because they couldn't operate their own thermostat. So uh, one of the things I would put out there is if you have a smart meter, do you, if you have a smart thermostat as well, more than likely that plays right into the uh, agenda of monitoring, tracking, tracing all your activity. And then based upon your carbon footprint and how much energy you use in the future, it will be used against you. So, uh, yeah, get all that stuff out your house, man. I, I, you know, like literally other than probably a smartphone and maybe a laptop, you know, smart TV, smart this, smart that, smart car. I want no part of that. So that's just me. Anyway, enough of me ranting. Uh, let's open up the phone lines and uh, find out uh, what's going on. Lots of subject matter out there. Definitely would love to hear more of what you guys are keeping an eye on. Uh, Dwayne Clark says your house will turn on. <laughs> yeah, think about and like this thing. Think, think about and this is this this troubles me. People who have the ring doorbells, and there's been more than enough information out here now where how basically a street full of ring doorbells is is instant surveillance for whoever controls the back end. Ultimately, the Amazon cloud and Amazon things of that nature, and they've caught buku criminals without even requesting uh, video footage. They just literally go into the cloud service and pull it out without even telling the owner sometime. And literally, so it's like you're paying for surveillance on your front door. Then you got them in your house too. And it's like, I mean, it, the fact that that doesn't bother people, uh, it, uh, you know, to each his own. I mean, hey, 
whatever works for you. But uh, just just the technology and the, the trade-offs, they're too great for me. They're too great for me. I need some smidget, some smidget of being able to whisper and not know that I'm being picked up. <laughs> and that goes to having a de-Google phone as well. So, uh, okay, it says, uh, let me see here. Uh, Dirty Scant says a pound of copper U.S. penny is $1.45. Copper is now $2.90 a pound. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Metals, man. Metals. It, it, that's, <laughs> we're outside of the spot price for all these rare earth metals and metals in general, anything from the periodic table, everything that's traded on the COMEX and any of those other crime institutions, the LBMA, the London Metals Exchange, the ones, the ones that set the price for the metals that benefits them with all that future paper crap in the real world, <laughs> getting access to those things for that price is going to be very problematic. And I think one of the best examples would, would probably be the current silver market activity that we're witnessing right now. So I actually pulled up a, let me, I pulled up the price of silver today and shared it on the, on the, uh, on the uh, telegram page. But as we can see here at 1782, we're approaching what I call the great lockdown lows that took place in 2020, right before, right when everything shut down. And so we see, saw it got down to 1235 right here. And at uh, let me see what time it was on Friday, Friday, March 20th at noon, it was at twelve dollars and forty seven cent. So we're not too far from there. Now, the big difference between two years ago and right now where we stand, we're coming out of the easing phase and we're into the tightening realm of just there being a, a not enough liquidity available to meet all the demands for servicing this debt. And there has been more removal of metal in particular, silver and gold into the hands of the East, like we've never seen before. So over the last two years, China and Russia and all the central banks, we've been talking about this before, they've been accumulating at a very alarming rate. And then also a lot of people in Main Street have realized the extreme volatility and stand in that 60-40 split of a you know, plan that they've convinced people is safe. And a lot of people are getting physical. So my whole point was it's 1782. They could, as we've always said, take this down to 15, 16, whatever. But it's going to be made the difference we made up in the premiums. So right now you might be able to find a dealer or two that will have, you know, a reasonable silver premium under 50% of the average spot price, if you can find somebody. But the lower the price goes, according to the spot price, businesses, apart from the big boys, like, you know, uh, the SD Bullions and some of the other big wigs out there, they may be willing to sell still. But then again, they won't be able to maintain the doors, keep their doors open for much longer if they sell at a loss. And then I saw somebody even mention the, the mining space. I haven't even really looked at the mining space lately. And I want to say um, they're still in the, in the profit of it, profitability realm as far as the uh, cost of getting it out the ground, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, there will be a decoupling and the spot price will not matter at some point. So we'll see. Anyway, I'm ranting too much. Let's, uh, let's talk. Let's open the phone lines. It won't be much longer. Just want to check in and just show and highlight how 
that oil cap that will be put on probably tomorrow will only compound the energy pain that Europe is feeling. And eventually it was, it will make its way over here because mind you, we're literally running on borrowed time right now, because as our strategic patrol, our street, our strategic energy preserves is being depleted with all that stuff that's being sent out to my knowledge, we haven't been filling it back up. So next summer ish, when the U S needs some energy, and if we on Russia's hit list still, where's going to come from? And so it's it's about to be a complete, yeah, you know what I mean. All right, so let's get to some questions, man. Let's get to some thoughts, some questions, or whatever. I'm ranting too much. Uh, feel free to give me a call. Phone lines are open. Uh, be a couple more minutes. Definitely want to hear from some people if possible. And uh, let me know what's in your radar. Lots of subjects out there. What are you guys keeping an eye on? Let me know. This is your chance to talk. Uh, let me see and or highlight at rethinking a dollar. If it stands out, I'll definitely try to add my two cents on top of it. Uh, <laughs> can we remain <laughs> irrational longer than we can stay solvent? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, let me see here. I like you go to Walmart and tell them your side decide their selling price. Yeah. Ken, great point. It's like going to Walmart and telling them. To, yeah, right. It's, it's not going to work, man. That's thing like it's sheer stupidity. The fact that you think you can tell another country what they can sell their energy for when the world needs it. Everybody's running to it. And on top of that, there's so many contracts that have been signed. I want to say Hungary, if I'm not mistaken, which is an EU nation. They signed a Russian energy deal recently. So they're one of the EU countries that said the heck with it. Uh, yeah, so here, so here's a headline. Uh, just grab this real quick. But countries are already broken, going against the grain. And so here it says Hungary signs Russian gas deal despite the EU objections. And so this was fresh off the press. This was as of today-ish release here. But so this is just one nation. It says several EU nations, including the Czech Republic. Slovakia, Poland, question Hungary's pro-Russian policies. And so it's just a matter of time. They'll be jumping on board too. So, and there's a, there's a couple other countries as well that's either in talks or have secretly already signed up and want to make sure they keep their, uh, keep their energy flowing. All right, what else we got out here? I'm ready to ride a 24-7. What else we got? If you don't collect them, you aren't under contract. Uh, let me see here. It's a lot. U.S. Empire is a huge bully. We're off 100%, man. And and it's it's becoming even more clear by the month how nations have already turned their back against the U.S. And just look at how many nations have already broken away from the sanctions on Russia narrative. And then right now, all the BRICS and the Southeastern Asian nations, the, the EAU, e, the Eurasian trade bloc, as well as a lot of African nations, they've already signed up and ready to be ready to go with the BRICS. So really, so, so what, what is left for the West, like the G sevens, like they're scrambling to try to find nations at the last minute to sign up as if like, they're going to really sign their own death certificate beyond what they've already done with this bogus sanction stuff. And so, yeah, the U S is, you know, nobody's favorite, but for a lot of the emerging market nations that are heavily indebted and with the current reserve status that remains on the federal reserve liabilities, 
nations will continue to tolerate the bullying of the West until there's a visible internationally accepted option put out there for people to utilize. Cause as of right now, but the BRICS haven't officially announced anything publicly and requiring and requiring the nations that have partnered with them to use it as a, whether it be a payment railway or an actual currency of some kind for energy. So as of right now, people are still clamoring for dollars because if not, <laughs> you know, then, then what, then how do they service their own debts? Because they're literally selling their currency, trying to buy dollars and vice versa. And which is leading to the Dixie, the trade weighted basket of the dollar, strengthening we got the british pound tanking we got the euro tanking we got all those other g7 nations currencies or g20 nations rather tanking while the dollar is getting stronger which ultimately will come back to hurt us as well because it makes american business that much more challenging if your dollar's strong you can't you know you can't sell to foreign nations when they can't afford to buy your currency so it's going to come back to bite us in the butt as well so it's a it's a lose-lose situation uh barley broker says 250 years is up uh that's the way it's playing out but then again we've been following this for so long it's like it it, it, the fact that this hasn't gone a lot further than it already has is very surprising but i like i have a strong suspicion that we're now in september we got three months left october november october november december of some form of cuckoo-ness and craziness that's going to be brought our way i think this entire midterm is going to be a complete scandal just because in my opinion i don't really think it matter who actually wins it's all a dog and pony show ultimately speaking just because at this current moment i haven't been following it much but what candidates are out there are really suggesting and promoting and putting forth something that can really change the game right now i haven't heard anything that really just like oh yeah i want to support for them other than the the let the, the right calling the left cuckoo and completely you know like there's just basically just call them out for what they are completely lunatics in a sense but then on the other side the lunatics are now talking about the right just basically just talking about trump 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 and so now trump is back in the limelight for the last two years basically since biden been in they didn't want to do nothing with trump they've been trying to they didn't even speak that name you know, the, this current administration, but now he's going after the MAGA crowd. <laughs> and so now they're trying to do all types of things with potentially talk about indicting him. And yeah, so come on now. Like, man, it's just, man, 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 it's theater, man. It's crazy. <sighs> Mike, are things accelerating? Um, I think my opinion is that structurally speaking, as far as the foundation in which the global monetary system sits on, i.e. the credit market, something is already broken. That's why we continue to see the reverse repo action, which basically the banks flooding, flooding, you know, piling cash to the central bank's coffers for a little bit of interest. Then we got the jawboning of tightening, which ultimately just sucks out current amounts of currency, which causes more problems. And that's happening in every country around the world. And to let you know how bad things are, when governments and central banks, in particular the Federal Reserve, have to lie and rewrite definitions for recessions and things of that nature and then i even saw an article yesterday i tweeted about uh the concept of a growth recession like and so we weren't in a recession but then again the narrative is about to change about to come out with a whole new buzzword that 
paints a more optimistic viewpoint of where we're at and how we're still on track to fight inflation. Like, you know, <laughs> anyway. Okay. So Gene, so DeSantis, yeah. So DeSantis is, that's, that's a wild card for me because he's been able to position himself as this hero for the nation. And of course it's all, it looks good on the surface, but outside of him firing shots at the current administration, calling the liberal left, you know, the things he called them and stuff like that. It's very entertaining. But once again, that's one person out of another, out of all the other states. And I don't think he has enough clout or power to really do anything. And whatever he is doing, I think it's more so for self-interest to position him for presidency in 2024. But between now and then, the way we're the tra- the, the, the trajectory that we're on, what type of nation do you think we're going to be in at that point? And we got all types of factors. We have the health situation is about to be bananas this fall. Anyway, I'm ranting. I oh, forgive me, man. I'm missing calls. Give me a call back. I'll get you on. Apologize. Yeah, but that's just is so many different angles to look at this 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 craziness as we move forward. That you know, it's you know, it's it's gonna be hard to you know, 2024. Like you know, I'm not too confident that our country will still be united <laughs> at all by that time. Anyway, that's just me. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? Mike, it's Starlight Broker from the internet. Starlight Broker, what's going on, my man? Oh, I just had a thought that come come through my mind. You know how all the world and the oil is traded in the U.S. dollar, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or it was. My question, or my one of my, I don't know if you would call it worry, but one of my concerns, is what's going to happen when all these countries bypass us and they don't want to use the dollar for oil trading anymore, which they're already doing, China, Russia, right. et cetera, et cetera. What's going to happen when all this money starts coming back here? I mean, that's going to be colossal. Yeah, that's that. Like that's that's another problem as well. Like now, <laughs> like so that's the thing. Like you know, all those foreign nations as well as citizens that have ran to dollars throughout the last 30, 40 years as a safe haven against their own currencies. When they realize what the damage is being done, and at this current moment, because we're not outright, you know, continuing to ease, people still have a sense of calm and reserve with holding those things because their own currencies like Argentina, all those countries are still going to the floor through the floor. So they're holding on to them and probably buying more. So that provides support for the dollar even longer. So it might buy the, you know, the federal reserve more chance to continue to pump because people will still hold them because their countries are so bad. So it it could be, it it could go on a lot longer is what I'm saying. So, but then again, at some point it has to come to an end, but I would hold my breath. I had another thought too. Yeah. You know how we're always talking about how there's like a war on cash. Mm-hmm. Now you know uh, every piece of currency, or almost all of them, are all Federal Reserve notes, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, the only real money we have running around is is loose change, and they were trying to get all that too. Right, right. Now, also, mind you. Even though I, I don't know, I forgot the M2 or, or the M1. It's, it's in, a, I think it's two, two, three trillion. So there's only two, three trillion ish worth of paper floating around. But when it comes to total monetary base with the M2 and everything else, it's you know closer to 20, 30 trillion. So paper still makes up a very small amount of notes. So that means they still could probably go a little bit banana with another two or three on top of that. 
before people realize it's actually the the currency itself because right now it's predominant it's predominantly digital when everybody look on their screens you know ain't no paper backing that up it's just digits so i think foreigners are also holding digits as well denominated in dollars in their own accounts because you can buy dollars in all these other countries which gives that a little bit more lifeline so i mean the ponzi game ponzi scheme going for a lot longer than we probably think you want to know one place where they're uh they're getting all the cash that they can and all they'll take is cash is these pot dispensaries. Yeah. All they take is cash. So they're like killing, killing the money with that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a use case for cash for a while. So that basically provides more of a lifeline. So while the rest of the world, uh, predominantly the bricks that actually have the real world resources, while they require something else, there still could be a use case for those Federal Reserve notes because nobody's going to be stuck, stuck holding them. So they're going to definitely move hands a lot faster than they probably do in the past, but they're going to be of use to somebody because it's going to be years for people realize that, you know, we're in a monetary reset, meaning the old currency, the old reserve currency has already transitioned away, just like with the British pound. It was, you know, damn near a, a two wars, World War One, World War Two, before all the gold was gone. And then the U.S. basically stepped, stepped up as the head honcho. So that was... 20 years or so before people realize that, oh, you know, the British pound is no longer the head honcho. So same thing could happen with the Federal Reserve's note. It could be the rest of this decade or more while they bring in a CBDC. You know what I'm saying? So. It, it usually takes about five years for something to set in. Yeah, you're you're right. So, it usually takes. But uh, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully time is on our side because we can still put those Federal Reserve notes to use while we can because it's all those notes will be held accountable with whatever Whatever it is you need when you need it, can you go get it? And how much? Will, how many? How many more units will it cost you then than it will today? And it, it's guaranteed it's going to cost you more digital units, you know, tomorrow or next year than it does right now for anything you want. So, hey man, but let me get some more I calls, have man. A surefire plan. I have a surefire plan mm-hmm. to save our country. All we have to do is liberate the Federal Reserve, and we'll be done with them. Yeah. So it it will be different. If people realize that the central banks, as well as our government, are responsible for this, and we had people actually in front of all 12 branches with signs and got some media coverage and people start pointing at the central banks as a yeah. primary reason. Like, if we could get something like that going, yeah. a unified nature, I think we'll definitely, yeah. that, that'll be a start. But I don't think, people don't even know what the Federal Reserve yeah. is beyond people who plugged in here. So, but hey, man. That was like the January 6th thing. I, I was watching that on TV, and I thought, these people are at the wrong damn building. Right, right. <laughs> at the Capitol. You should be at the Federal Reserve Building. Hey, man, appreciate you calling, my friend. Okay, Mike. Have a good night. You too. Good stuff, man. Um, From which people fit this description. Um, Dwayne, it says uh, Genesis 15, 13 through 15. Uh, let me see here. Dwayne, what you got for me? Let me plug in Genesis. What was that again? Uh, Genesis 13, 15, 13 through 15. One second. Here, let me go to the good book here. Let me see what you're talking about here. 13, 15. Let me find it. One second. Fifth, chapter 15, 13 through 15. Am I, am I correct with that? Let me make sure I got that correct. Uh, let me make sure it's right. Okay. Give me one second here. I lost a tweet. What did they show? Genesis 15, 13. Okay, so let me put this on the screen here. Uh, this is what you are referring to. Genesis 15 says, Then the Lord said to him, 
Know for certain that for 400 years, your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation that I will punish the nation. They serve as slaves and afterward they will come out with great possessions. You will, however, go to your ancestors in peace and be buried as a good at a good old age. All right. Is that what we're talking about? Yep. So, yep. Appreciate it, man. Give us some context for that particular uh, piece of scripture there, my friend. Foreign notes won't be accepted associated with terrorism. Uh, yeah, it says the U.S. debt is owed by the U.S. debt served population. That's how it works. I would support DeSantis only if President Trump supported him. Um, yeah, so last thing, whether it's Trump, DeSantis, neither one of them are capable of bringing about the change needed at this current point, just because it's not about our country. It's all the, it's, it's the, it's the human race in general. So, I mean, it'll, 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 it'll buy some time. Sure. So I'll, I'll go with that. Hello, caller. What's name we call it from? Yeah, Mike, Steve, people reading nine. I'm coming in late. Uh, That's all on, good, man. On, on your show tonight. It's <laughs> all I'm good. getting the tail end of it here. Uh, but, uh, 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 I'll put it this way. Regarding uh, utilities and stuff mm-hmm. you know, that, that are going up mm-hmm. around the world, etc., yeah, yeah, you gotta. I, I sent you that. I sent you a video earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. It was earlier in the day. It was of the 2021 Texas winter storm, uh, where where people were uh, getting bills of seven thousand, yeah. nine thousand dollars. Yeah, residential. Yeah, yeah. So, so here, so as you're speaking, I typed that in and first article popped up. It says 29 million of electric bills from Texas winter storm will be forgiven. And so, so I guess that's, that's my question. Were they? Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I've heard of nobody. I've heard of nobody on YouTube, no resident of Texas mm-hmm. on YouTube going, I didn't have to pay that bill, right, or etc. I'm not seeing anything, right, on, on YouTube uh, as far as that. So I'm it says, that, uh, is there any proof of? So it was it was twenty four it was twenty four thousand twenty four thousand former customers who owed twenty nine point one million in unpaid electric bills. So not sure, but I assume if people because it says here. So the ERCOT set prices at $9,000 per megawatt hour. <laughs> it says the season average is 50. So it, it went through the roof. So I would imagine if people were still stuck with that bill, we would have probably heard some fuss by now. Somehow, some way it was circulated on Twitter. It had been trending or something like that. You know, still got a bill or they got their stuff, you know, cut off and get, you know, got caught, you know, collections agency, however that, you know. So yeah, well, I'm sure we'd have heard something. So I'll take it as it was dismissed, but. Will it happen for the entire nation if it happens here next year or two or whatever? Probably not. Absolutely. And I hope that's true. And one thing that I did learn from watching the video from 2021 mm-hmm. is do 
not put your any any of your big bill things. Mm-hmm. Don't put it on automatic payment. Mm. Do not put it on automatic payment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, because man, they man. They will they will grab it, and then you have to go back and try to fight it. it right and and then depending on what what account is coming out of you know imagine if it ain't enough in there and you got the uh overdraft charge and you know all that headache as well so you'd be fighting the energy company and the bank and everything else in between trying to yeah so that would be that would suck ah, yeah 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 it, yeah and give give them the thing that I, that I sent you earlier in the day uh you know from the video it, it was from 2021 uh naturally but you know, people's accounts were wiped out. Yeah, because they had it on you know automatic payment or whatever, and the utilities it just took just right. wiped out their accounts. Yeah, so, man. So don't put your. I guess the big thing is don't put your utilities mm-hmm. on the automatic yeah. uh, uh, withdrawal. Right. <laughs> don't do it. Hey, man. Appreciate uh, or you, man. Anything that's high price. You Very know, true. If you know what I mean. Gotcha, man. Hey, but thanks for calling uh, in. Give a couple more calls in, my friend. Thanks for calling in. All right. Take care, bro. Yeah. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Hello? Hello. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Doing well, my friend. What's up? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Dwayne. I'm calling from your hometown, Detroit. Dwayne man. from the D. What's going on, man? What's on your mind tonight? I just wanted to put some context onto that uh, scripture that you read. Okay, give it to me. Four hundred years. Yeah, that was a that was a dream, a prophecy that Abraham had for his descendants, that mm-hmm. whole number of stars, which is us. You yeah. know, in four hundred years, if you ask, go four hundred years back from today, you know, you get around the time we came to this country. Mm-hmm. You know, built this country. And, you know, we were the first stocks on the stock market. We They, they developed stock markets on our backs. Mm. We were the stock, yeah. you know what I mean, the yeah. possessions that, you know, our free labor, you know, and their ultimate control built this country in the colonial powers, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, it's it's falling. It's, it's falling. If you look in the West Indies with the sugarcane and the fruit companies, the mm-hmm. – the, uh, the the Indy, the West Indies the Dutch I mean what's the uh, the Indian West Indian country uh, company <clears throat> you know those that colonial power those times yeah if you all that's coming to the end all those super cycles you know it's coming to the end and we're the only this country has no pro, uh, no production yeah. there's nothing of <laughs> value in this country they raped it but we're me you the black I, you play basketball mm-hmm. and you've been around this world. I'm sure you've been to a country where they looked at you and thought you were Michael Jordan, you know, right. or the yeah. best ever. You know, you went to places and you were a star right. before you even picked up a basket, before you shot a shot. You right. Know? And they're losing control of us and they need us. But I'm, I'm going to leave it at that, right? But yeah. just know that we are the people of that book. It's ours, you know. Right. And the enemy, mm-hmm. the enemy is supposed to be against the stuff that's in the book. Right. right. Hey, appreciate oh, it, man. Thanks for calling and sharing your insights. Yes, sir. Be good. Yes, sir. Yep. Hello, Carlos. Can we call it from? Hey, Mike. It's little blood pressure, Corpus Christi. How you doing? LBP. Doing good, man. What's up with you? I'm the man. I'm eating tamales. You know, you know tamales? Yeah. <laughs> I 
that's a Mexican soul food, Mike. Mexican soul food. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had. I don't think I've ever. I'm, I'm familiar with. But I don't think I've ever had any. I don't think. <laughs> oh man, they're good. They like they like corn, like a corn leaf, and then it's like a, 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 a what do you call it? Like cornmeal inside with a little bit of meat. Yeah. <laughs> they got they got pork, so I don't know. You know, they're not halal. You know. Yeah. <laughs> what else all going right, on with all you, right, man? Mike? Look, Mike. Yeah. I'm waiting for. I'm looking forward to total economic collapse. I want to see total uh, uh, liquidity uh, 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 freeze. I want mm-hmm. nobody to use credit cards, debit cards. I want the banks to not have a cent. But it never comes, Mike. I'm, I'm getting impatient, Mike. What do I do? Hey, man. <laughs> Enjoy the calm while you can, man. So, so and also, you know, for, as, a, as a parent, you know what I'm saying? Think about the world. Like, that means the, the your, your children's, the world they grow up in will not look nothing like what you had Therefore, they're already not at a disadvantage, but then again, it's the learning curve is that much greater because they literally gonna, you know, so like it's gonna be a much different adjustment as a dad trying to teach your kid in a world where you gotta take them outside to go kill something to eat and the stuff that we used to do before the credits, before you could swipe your card on Mike, everything. You know what I'm saying? Mike, we're killing, we're doing that now, Mike. <laughs> we're doing that now. <laughs> yeah, you slaughtering and killing cow cattle in, in Corpus Christi, huh? <laughs> Yeah, there's cows out there. I don't doubt it. Look, look, we're already set to succeed. We just, I I just want to hurry up and, 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 you know, pull the plug already. Hit the damn button already. (laughs) Hey, if it was that easy. If it was that easy, I'm sure they would have. (laughs) Hey, man, I appreciate you calling, man. (laughs) All right, my God. I'll send you some tamales. Oh, please please do. All right. Be good. Yeah. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? (laughs) Air Force Base. Hi there. What's your name, my friend? How you doing, man? Doing well. Uh, my name's Caleb. Caleb, what's going on with you, hey, my friend? Uh, I've been I've been watching you. I've been a long time subscriber of yours, and uh, you know I follow the financial turmoil topic quite closely. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if uh, you're familiar with the U.S. National Debt Clock. Yes. Org. Yep. Uh, so, so if you go to that, I'm not sure if you're tracking this, but there's uh, they have the debt clock time machine. Mm-hmm. And it says U.S. It's the savings per family yeah. under the unfunded debt and interest. Mm-hmm. If you go to the projections for 2026, it drops drastically to seventeen dollars. I'm not sure if you're tracking that. Uh, okay, so 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 give me so I got the clock up now. So give me that. Get a rundown. So go to where now? Debt clock time machine. All right, and then uh, go to 2026. So if you look now, okay. it says seven thousand nine hundred forty-five under savings per family. Sort of, so pretty much in the middle of the, the whole clock. Okay. Savings so per family. Ooh. And then if you go to 2026. Yeah. Okay. It says $17. So they're kind of like almost blatantly saying it. And uh, I don't know. It just makes me think. Like, what's, what, what are they projecting? Um. Yeah. So, so like, first thing comes to my mind. So I'm pulling on the screen here. So it says savings per family is $17 in 2026. So. Um, there was the, um, oh, I can't think of it, but not, not dark. Not, what is it? It was the screen capture that was circulating about two, three years, two years ago before everything jumped off, basically highlighting how by 2025, the global population was going to be decreased by 40%. And it had the population of the U S which is currently 320 
it had the U.S. population at 100-something million people, basically signifying that there's going to be a major loss of life. And the GDP went from 17 now, whatever it is, down to like seven. So they were forecasting, saying that by that time frame, there will be less population, less economic activity, less, you know, purchasing power parity, all that stuff was down. So that's the first thing that came to mind because they're probably predicting that there won't be as many humans around. And I, I would assume it has a lot to do with the experimentation that we're experiencing and all the unforeseen casualties. Right. So it has some some sick, demonic, evil type stuff associated with that, I'd imagine. Yeah, but that, I mean, I, I I would I would say that would be the first thing comes to mind. But I, I can't think of the name of the website because they took it down. But there's there's a, there's a screenshot circulating circulating every, everywhere to point that out. But if anybody in the community remember the name of the web, oh Diego, there we go, there we go. So yeah, uh, let me pull this up real quick. So are you are you familiar with that? I'm not familiar with that. So let me so so is is Diego twenty 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 five population forecast so you type that in and it'll give you a screenshot and i'll put it on the screen right here so here is uh let me see here so this is on the screen right now if it pops up so here's a screenshot right here on the screen and this is what i was talking about here so it just gives you predictions so it says as of 2014 or where was this at 2014 this is an older one uh but anyway so go to diego type in 2020 two forecasts or something like that it pop up and it shows you present and then future and it's a big drop off and it's so it's, it just shows a lot of craziness out here so this is the wrong one but this is where i got that from so it's out there yeah i just figured that would have been a, a little tidbit because that's like an official source like you know the u.s national debt clock and, and i feel like not a lot of people will catch that like all the numbers moving are kind of mesmerizing but that was just one little thing i noticed the savings per family going all the way to $17. And I was like, man, some people need to know about this. And yeah. The financial turmoil community is not really big. Right. You know, but yeah, I feel like we're tight. Very true. So, so I, right now while you're talking, I pulled up uh, what looks like a more recent one, but it says, so this it has 2017 here. There's 327 million people in the U S and then I go to forecast 2025. Right. It says 100 million. So between 2027 and 2025, something occurred to where, all of a sudden, there's not that many inhabitants. So per square footage, per per square kilometer, it looks like. So gross domestic product down to 2.4 from 19 right about now. So something took place in between there. So I can see how that U.S. debt clock could say 17 uh, average savings per family. So, But, hey, man, hopefully it doesn't happen. But that's what they have concocted. So it's 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 in the works right now. Right. Yeah, sad. But, uh, yeah, man. For sure, man. Thanks for calling in. All right, be good. Take it easy. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's just a a fresh reminder for those who may not uh, be familiar with that. But that's a great catch there to see that that it says seventeen dollars. So that you know, it's a tight. I would I would like to say it's a typo, but there are no such thing as accidents during a planned reset. So let me see what pops up when I hover over it. it. Says liquid cash and personal savings for all U.S. families divided by the number of U.S. families is $17. So how in the world would you get a number like that? Would be, yeah, like, I mean, so I, I'm going to chalk it up as a typo, as an error, but I know it's not. All right, let's get this last call. 
Sad and true. Hello, caller. What's name we calling from? Hey, Mike. This is the coolest white dude in Yashkaba, Mexico. How are you, my friend? Excellent, my man. The coolest dude in Mexico. What's going on with you, man? Uh, it's nice to hear low blood pressure. Uh, we're excited to feed him tamales here in Yashkaba, Mexico, when he comes. <laughs> and I am, too, uh, also getting impatient. Uh, uh-huh. I hope, like, in 10 years... It's not going to be like I'm calling the uh, Detroit's coolest late night show <laughs> that starts at like three o'clock in the afternoon because we're so old. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, man. That's really like I just don't. I don't get it, man. I'm extremely patient, and I'm more so patient not for my sake, but for my kids' sake. You know, what I'm saying I will. I want my kids to grow up and have a smidget of an opportunity that I had as a child to be able to live in somewhat normal times rather than just have them living during a great depression where you know what I'm saying you can't go where can't do nothing we can't you know what I'm saying like so I, that's why I'm very patient and I stay prayed up you know what I'm saying trust in the Lord allow us to continue to move smoothly as if nothing ever ever occurred man that's just me yeah well I hope so too uh, I mean beyond every cloud is sunshine and uh you know at the end of the calling uh, there's still going to be a couple billion people and there's only, you know, probably a thousand bad characters. If we can't win that basketball game, <laughs> we can't win anything. Right. Uh, that's, that's it. Yeah, man. But no, just, uh, hey, enjoy, enjoy the good times while you can, man. You're in Mexico. Enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely looking forward to coming down there and, and hanging out, man. That's for sure. I'm, I'm going to put that in motion. I, I got, I got, I'm, 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 I'm backlog on a lot of my travel, you know what I'm saying? Due to kids schedule, everything else in between, but I'm going to get caught up and head down to Mexico. It's been a minute. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, the other listeners here, these, uh, uh, places that I built are really nice. I don't know if you watched that video I put together. I uh, posted it on Rumble. Uh, uh, did you put it in the Telegram? Going on here. You put it in the Telegram? Uh, I, I posted a video of showing what I built. Uh, it's on Rumble. Uh, if you just search in Carl Lake or High Times Resort, yeah, uh, you can find it. Okay. So, and also, yeah, put it in the Telegram, man. I'll definitely put it out there. And as I mentioned, trying to get like a little RTD meetup, something down there, that'd be fun. So put that in motion. Maybe you better get something in beginning of the next year, man. So yeah, looking forward to, you know, helping out, man. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, we have four rentals here. One spoken for with low blood pressure. I'll have the, uh, the gold suite. You know, I paint my building <laughs> in the color of money, which is gold, silver. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, that's man. What I do. LBP got him a spot, man. But no, appreciate you calling, my man. Stay up and enjoy right, enjoy the good weather down there. Have a good night. Yep. Show. We'll do. God bless you. Be good. Yeah, good stuff, man. All right, so we're approaching the hour point, man. Um, I see uh, persistence over resistance. Uh, it says, if you know that, what it says, if you. No, you know, Mike didn't know at one point, but the time he forgot. Uh, what were we, what were we referring to? Um, yeah, it's been a long time. I've been talking about the monetary system and all everything between for so long. After a while, you forget it. But uh, one thing I do, and I'm not too confident in, uh, I yeah, like you know, this whole this little this number stuff like that. It's like. I think it's more hopium than anything else. Like, you know, you can, it, it gives people hope. So I, I'm not going to, you know, talk about nothing like that or shoot nothing down. 
you know, like the whole quantum financial system, Nasera, Jacera, you know, it gives you hope, man. You know, long, you know, hope is half the battle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I personally, you know, I'm not too hung strong on that, waiting on it, or uh, yeah, I just yeah, I rather try to help people realize and wake up to what's going on, take precautionary measures according to what they can do now, rather than you know wait on 45 to come back two years and say today and all that. No, just uh, yeah, that's just me. But no. I'm all game for whatever works for you, man. Whatever gives you hope, I'll support it. But it has to be grounded in the word of God. And it has to be in preparation for the kingdom. Because, I mean, I, you know, just, yeah, I'm going to stop right there. Because I'm, 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 yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the hope is in Christ ruling the world. 100%. Like the millennial reign of Christ. The more I dive into revelations, man, and understanding, you know, the seven trumpets, the seven seals, the seven bowls. It's like it's just it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful story, man. When you look at it from the right perspective, like literally all these things must take place in order to separate good from evil, man. That's just what it's all about. So if you're on the winning side, i.e. in Christ, then you'll be just fine. You're going to have tough times. That's because it comes with living in his body. But in the end, you'll win. And what I think about is, you know, what I'm currently doing now. When I know everything and I'm and I'm fully aware of everything, what will my life look like and what will my work be in the millennial reign? Like, you know, it says we'll, we'll rule and reign with Christ on this earth for a thousand years. So I think a lot about that. That stuff is extremely exciting to me just because it's just, man, it's my future. It's, it, I believe it's my destiny. So I'm uh, looking forward to it. But anyway, that's all she wrote. Uh, be blessed, be safe, get your weight up, get your calories up, get your prayer game up and, uh, yeah, trust the Lord, man. Cause he's going to take care of it all as he always have. So if you're still able to watch and tune in, you're blessed beyond measure. And uh, hopefully you're out there helps sharing some of those blessings and also utilizing your faith and working your faith. Literally like, you know, what have you done for the King lately is one of the statements I usually say, what have you done for the kingdom of God lately? You have an assignment, you have a calling, get to work. Your reward eternally depends on it. Anyway, be blessed, be safe, and I'll see you guys later. Peace.